everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Goodies Author Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Deborah Carney, and today I'm pleased to have as a guest Elizabeth, who writes some humorous but fun uh, chiclet. And no, it's not the chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so be careful how you spell it. <laughs> so be careful how you spell it. So, Elizabeth, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, introduce yourself to our listeners? Well, first I want to say thank you. I enjoy, I am so excited to be here today. Um, my name is Elizabeth Dudick, and I'm the author of the book What the Heck Deck. Um, it's a roman- romantic comedy. Uh, slash chiclet. Um, I live in a suburb of Chicago, and I've been writing probably all my life, but this is my first venture into writing a novel. Okay. And so I started it uh, about five years ago. <laughs> I worked full-time, and I am um, I have a family and everything, so it's been, I've been writing this on and off during my free time, and... Um, this is what I came up with, and I hope everyone enjoys it. It's a very easy beach read for the summer, or uh, you know, just it's not Jane Austen or David Copperfield by any <laughs> means. It's just a light read, and uh, hopefully, people will enjoy it. Well, I know I'm looking forward to reading it. So, oh, good, good. I, like everyone who has said it, it's a very fast read. So that that's good because life's too serious, and so this is something to take your mind away from it, if even for a few hours or a I day like or two. It. I like it. That's what I used Thanks. to call. That's what I used to call movies. I called movies the leave your, the certain genre of movies are the leave yourself your brain at home movies. And this would be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> this would be that book. There's nothing trying to figure out the healthcare situation or anything like that. It's just a very easy, fun read. Cool. I hope that people find it that way. Cool. So now you said you've been writing all your life. What did you I start out writing? Well, I mean, uh, I had that basic teenage angst where I would write poems about woe is my life, you know, lock myself in my bedroom type thing. But it truly was my way to cope with what was going on in my little teenage world. Um, and then when I had gotten into college, I majored in political science, and I always did better on the essay questions than the, like, multiple choice, because I knew I could kind of, they can ask me a question, and I could write around the question if I didn't know the answer. I had a very good skill that way. Um, but then I, when I had gotten married and um, I started to, and I was an at-home mom, um, I started to write a few articles for magazines here and there. I wrote, wrote a poem that was published. Um, I was a columnist for local newspapers in our area for about seven years. And then uh, I also wrote letters to the editor, anything I could do to write. Um, I just always wrote on my free time. And, you know, being a mom of two toddlers or a toddler and a preschooler, it was a little difficult sometimes to fit that in. But I always needed that to do. So I just always had stories in my head and then, (laughs) which sounds kind of like voices in my head, but I really did have stories in my head. And I thought one day I've got to get them out. And so I sat down and I started writing... Uh, in Nano Month, I don't. Are you familiar with that oh, at all? Yeah, Nano Rimo. I have tried it twice. Okay. And unfortunately, in my business, uh, fourth quarter is the busiest time of year. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes. I'm like, I can't do it, and I'm like, can you do it in March or something? Well, the first time I did it, I actually had foot surgery, which made it easier. And that sounds weird, but I had some time. No. Off. 
you can't do anything else. No, no. So that's I did it. I started like five years ago, and I did it for four years in a row. Last year, I did not complete it because I was editing my book, so it was mm-hmm. hard to and edit. Um, but the years before I did, and, and this has kind of been, I started out with the main characters being FBI agents and realized I knew nothing about being an FBI agent. <laughs> and So to go back to the write what you know, mm-hmm. uh, it takes place in the middle school because I've worked in middle schools for uh, about past six years and in the front office capacity. So okay. uh, yeah, so I wrote what I know and um, I've also... Let me say this too: is uh, I have had a lot of uh, I've wrote, written articles that were not accepted by magazines, and I've taken a lot of writing classes through the years as well. So, okay. So that's so. But then I just decided to write what I know, and I like um, I like humor, and I uh, I like stories between two people who may be seen kind of opposite, and that's okay. sort of what this came up with. So. Well, and that sounds like a wonderful process that you went through. You wrote what you didn't know, and you learned you learned from it instead of being grumpy about it. And um, you came up with something that you're comfortable with. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, NaNoWriMo is where you pledge to write thirty thousand words towards a novel in during the month of November. And they have a whole website and a whole support forum and, and a lot of other things. And you report in with how many uh, pages or how many words you've written. And the point of it is to get you into the habit of writing every day. That's right. And it's actually 50,000 words, I think. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'm, uh, And uh, you're supposed to just purge and don't self-edit. Just keep yep. writing. And it really does get you in there. At first, I because I'm a very much of a self-edited mm-hmm. editor as I write. I mean, I'm very, very much like that too much. So mm-hmm. this really got me out of the habit of doing that because then you just get your ideas out. Yeah. And the ideas are the crust of any good novel, you know, so – um, and and the whole starting point of writing, so that it really, really had helped me. It was it's a great exercise. It really is. Well, and and again, it's mostly for those. You know, it's not going to be for people who are already writing every day, unless you want to do a challenge to see if you can create something brand new. That's right. In a short period of time, it's more for the the rest of us who are. You know, we have another job, we have family, we have whatever. And it's to let you let go, and it's like it's like taking a writing course online. It is without having to leave your house because I mean you said you've taken writing courses. I've I gone, have. I've gone for writing courses three or four times. I, I took, you know, I went to college for um, uh, creative writing, and then okay. I went for you know literature, and I'm like, well, all in the hopes that it would force me to write. And because I did it when my kids were young, I never got through it. So right, I, right. I was the master at, at at joining, signing up for college semesters and quitting mid semester. Oh, I, I bet there's a big following <laughs> of that because too. life just gets in the way. It's uh, and you know, and that's what I I've always said, and it, it is absolutely true. And the other great thing about it is there is a certain amount. I, I felt like perhaps how a marathon writer feels Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sorry marathon runner feels Mm -hmm. you train and train and train but then when you get to the point where you're done and that's sort of what nano writing was for me is i finally got to use the skills that i had been 
trying, uh, you know, going to class for and everything, and and not looking back as I ran towards that finish line, just the purpose of getting to that finish line. So, yep, just doing it, right? So, right. absolutely, that's awesome. Now, um, now you said you didn't do the last nano because you were editing your book. Now, did you self edit, or did you have an editor come in and help you? Well, I had a couple things. Um, I, like I said, I'm very much of an editor in in my own mind. So I edited a few times and I have a really good friend. In fact, I uh, dedicated part of this book to her because she was fantastic. Um, I would send her things and I say, okay, this is what I edited. Uh, could you look it over? And of course, then I realized I am not a good editor because <laughs> <laughs> then she would edit it uh, to, you know, then she'd come back and say, well, no, this, this, and this. And so between the two of us, we finally had something that I could present. And that's uh, what I needed. Of course, I still had a long way to go. Um, and that's where Orange Hat had come in. And they had an editor on staff that then took what I had and edited some more. It was a, you know, the editing process is, it takes a long time. And But what I really appreciated with Bridget from Orange Hat was the fact that she never lost my voice. And, you know, I, I know it is absolutely important. And it's something that I didn't even have to fight for it, but I know other authors who really have to fight for their voice. And my book is written in first person. And the woman it has a real quick wit about her. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to lose that in any way. She has a certain way of talking. It does place, take place on uh, in Chicago, which so a lot of her her voice is Chicago voice, and I mm-hmm. it was really important for me to keep that. So Bridget did a great job of editing without losing that voice. So tell us how you came about to, instead of self-publishing, you're using a small publisher. Yes. Um, and tell us how you came to get that relationship. Well, um, I had submitted my book to, oh, probably about 42 different places and agents and publishers and everything. Uh, Some had said, got back to me and said, well, if you do this, this, and this, we'll consider it. Uh, But the this, this, and this was, again, losing my voice, and I was like, that's not the story. Uh, Some had said, thank you, but no thanks. Don't even know if they looked at it. Um, some had said, well, this is, you know, too much for me in this area. Um, but so when I was working at, um, this middle school, a teacher there was friends with the publisher, uh, Shannon of Orange Hat. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, you may want to try this one. They're kind of, you know, they're smaller and they're just starting out. Um, but that might be advantage to both of you. You both can learn this way. Um, and I thought, sure. So I submitted to Shannon and she had came, come back to me and said, absolutely. We'll take you. And this was like in July. And I said, well, thank you, but let me think about this a little bit more. Um, because in my mind, I thought, well, maybe more, if she's interested, maybe a more established one was, um, and I was being kind of like playing. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, no, this is where the universe is taking me. Mm-hmm. I did, after she said yes, I did not submit it the way I thought I would to other. I actually took six months to think about it, um, and I kept going back to her. And again, okay. life, life got in the way. Yeah. So, you know, my daughter graduated from high school and, and things were just happening that I didn't have the time to really think about it other than kept going back to Orange Hat. And so finally in January, I had said, you know what, let's go for this. I think this is where I'm supposed to be and I think we can grow together and I think this would be wonderful. So 
it was and, probably it was probably a risk on her part and a risk on my part, and the risk has seemed paid off, and I couldn't be more happier. Well, and I don't know if you would have found your way to me anyways, but, um, you know, Shannon from Orange Hat is the one that contacted me. Absolutely. To put together this podcast, so... And and she's been fantastic. You know, she's just one of the nicest people I ever want to meet. And you don't, you know, and and I'm not lost in her publishing. I'm not just a number. I'm not just another new author. I am Elizabeth Dudak, you know. Right. So, and and that's really important. And I, and everybody I've worked with there has been wonderful. So I I always believe that the universe unfolds the way it should. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, I was meant to be with Orange Publishing and maybe vice versa. So it's been a really, really good fit. Well, and that's important because there's a lot of people, a lot of authors that are still out there looking for, you know, the big publisher to to buy their book. And you have a lot more options these days, self-publishing included, but there are a lot more small press that Mm -hmm. may be well-suited to your lifestyle and your type of, of doing things. A lot of the big press... Uh, don't have the marketing system in place that you think they're going to. Right. And right. you're going to end up marketing your book anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's really important. Like I said, I could tell, I feel comfortable going to the publisher and I don't even have to go through an administrative assistant or the, the assistant to the administrative assistant. I go right to the publisher <laughs> and say, you know, look, I'm not real comfortable with this book signing, what do you know, or I'm over the moon about this one, you know. So there, there's that type of communication that you don't get for bigger publishing, and, and that's that's where, that's the biggest advantage. And, and plus, she is, you know, uh, Orange, they ha- Orange Hit has a lot of young people, mm-hmm. which is great, and, and, and they're all new to this, and we're both learning together, which, how wonderful is it to learn together, you know? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't be more pleased. And the other thing, too, is that um, the problem with a, a large publishing house is, like you said, from the queries that you that they answered, were, you know, you have to fit to their style. Right. And Absolutely. there are more and more authors out there now that don't like that type of gatekeeping. Um, most of the people I'm talking to are like, I want to write my book this way. And right. I don't want it changed. And I have a friend that was um, published by a big publishing house and they made him use a title he didn't like they they created a cover he didn't like they locked up his manuscript so that he can't use it for anything else mm-hmm. and you know when they said they were going to put it in all these bookstores their idea of putting it in all bookstores was to put one copy in every other bookstore <laughs> oh oh yeah and you know that's what i don't get to um and, you know, this, this may change in the publishing because of all these different – like my book is, is, like I've said, is a cross between really romance and chiclet. It's not one or the other, you know. Right. And writers in themselves are kind of square pegs, so why try to fit us in these holes, you know. Yes. And uh, that's what I think Orange Hat knew, you know. And, and I'll admit, you know, there are times when I got a little temperamental. I know mm-hmm. hard to believe a writer would be temperamental. And <laughs> Shannon's been very, very pleasant about that, very patient and very mm-hmm. everything, you know. And, and you lose that sometimes with the big publishers, you know. Right, and you have to have an editor that you feel comfortable with. Like you said, you have a friend mm-hmm. that's an editor for you, and mm-hmm. then they provided you with an editor that you were comfortable with. 
which is probably even more important than the marketing and everything else because you need, like you said, your book needs to sound like you want it to sound. It needs to not fit somebody else's preconceived notion of a formula. That's absolutely true. And and writers are not editors. I mean, they're not. Um, because writers are creative and sometimes go over the top and um, well even in the back of my book I used the word droolicious I made up that word you know so it's sort of that's the type of um, people that writers are now editors are a little bit more like no you can have fun with the English language to a certain point you know so yeah I, I really I really really and she was young too Bridget was young and you know I think this was one of uh, she was new to this as well and and it was great it was refreshing and and I wrote in a young voice mm-hmm. uh, you know and so she kind of kept me on that voice so that was really nice well and the other thing too to remember is that you um I forgot what I was going to say <laughs> that's <laughs> okay that's that. all the time don't we love that Um, Oh, I know what it was. It's you got you're you're so close to the story. Right. That you don't you know what the story is supposed to say. And you think it's saying it and you need that other person to look at it and read it and go, I don't get it. That's right. And it and that did happen. Um, there was a reference in my book to forum magazine and i don't know if you know what form magazine is it's a it's a uh well it's a porno magazine for matt um and there was a reference to it and she didn't know what it was and she's a younger (laughs) woman so then i made it more like playboy so general so um you know so that type of thing that you're right she said i don't get that what's for a magazine you know and then i thought well she doesn't get it i I should make it a little bit more universal the reference so yeah and and those are the kind of things that as writers, you know, we think we're putting in a, a cute little witty thing and, that's and right. people come back and go, that didn't work. I know. And that's the same thing too. Bridget said, there's a few things that Bridget was like, well, okay. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, it, it didn't go over. Let, let's try to reward that or let's but, take it out. You yeah. Know? Let's fix it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. And I think that's also really important for self-published authors to understand. And I've had a few authors in the past that that has been something they've emphasized. Make sure you do work with an editor Absolutely. and a real editor, not just a copy editor that's going to go through and fix your grammar. That's right. But an editor, editor that is going to get into your story, know what your story is about, and be able to tell you what doesn't work. That's right. Because even if, um, you know, I know of a few writers that actually that's what they did for a living was they were editors at a publishing company and then thought, well, you know, and then they wrote. And they were good writers, but they wrote as writers, not as editors. And that's the two different roads there, mm-hmm. you know. So I absolutely agree. I think having an editor. Uh, somebody look over and, and find your voice and all that is very, very important. Now, you said you've taken some writing classes. Are they, uh, were they like critique type classes or were they um, just doing writing exercises or, you know, did they encourage you to write like full short stories and then have everybody critique each other's writing? Well, it was actually a mixture and um, of, of both. Um, I, I took some continuing ed- education classes at local colleges that had, uh, you know, this is how I took a dialogue class, which was really important for me because I was so descriptive for so long and dialogue was difficult. Now dialogue is a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But this class, all we did was write dialogue. And the uh, 
the professor would say, go to a coffee house and sit down and just listen to conversations and see how they mm-hmm. really are, you know, which was a great exercise. Um, and then I took classes on writing description because as much as I thought I was good, I really wasn't. It was more of a, this is red, this is blue, instead of saying, you know, something <laughs> a little bit, you know, so I wasn't, I was very rote about it. Um, so they've been a mixture of all, and yes, they've all had critique, which is hard, but it's so important because, again, in, as a writer, you're in your own head. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, hard. You need to hear other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take a couple of online classes through, like, Writer's Digest and, and things like that when time would not permit me to actually attend a class. And, okay. And there was an emailing back and forth. And, and that was tougher because tone is lost in emails. Right. So, so sometimes you would get criticism. I'm like, well, that lady really doesn't like me. When I, you know, it probably is not true. But tone is so lost in it. Where for me, it was easier going to the class because then you could see them and you can have discussion back and forth, and it's immediate. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, both. You know, and that's a big thing about being a writer that I did not have, but I've learned to have is a tough skin. I am a super sensitive person, and that was probably the biggest lesson for me is to get a tough skin because, you know, uh, the people that are doing the critiques, majority of them are looking out for you. They're not trying to be nasty, you know. Yep, they they are a little representative sample of who would be out there reading your book, and you'd rather hear it from them before you publish it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're right. Rather than later. One of the things frustrating to me, like in one writing class, um, I don't write poetry. You know, you uh-huh. said you did some when you were in high school. I don't write poetry. And I like one of the classes, the assignment was you had to write three poems. And, you know, I I didn't know what I was doing and I was really struggling with it. And I thought I wrote a really cool poem. And then the teacher circled one line and said, you need to develop this poem from this line. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, it was the last line of the poem, <laughs> and now you want me to take that line and make a whole new poem out of it? That had to be tough. And really I'm tough. like, darn. And I know, because here you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you will not see a poetry book from, from Deborah <laughs> Carney. That just isn't yeah. going to happen under a yeah. pen name or anything else. Um, poems are hard. But... You know, writing classes, I think, are important whether you do online or offline. And if you don't have time to do writing classes, at least find a critique group of, if you can't find a critique group of other uh, writers, find a critique group of your friends and family that, um, you know, they're not professional writers so that they can read it and, you know, tell them to be honest and not, you know, that they won't hurt your feelings Right. And, you know, have them read stuff, you know, maybe even a chapter and see if it makes sense to them. Sure. And sometimes uh, family, it's kind of, it's a little bit more difficult because of the fact that um, they love you, you know? Yes. And so uh, they're going to say, oh, I love your book because like you had said about that. And um, sometimes taking critique from a a stranger is easier. But I absolutely think it's an important process of writing. It really is. 
Yeah. And the other thing about, I, I should have recommended family because a lot of the other thing about family is you might be telling personal stories that <laughs> maybe you're going to like yeah. not want your mother or daughter to read. And on the other hand, you're going to write them under a pen name because you don't want anybody to know that's true <laughs> that yeah. you're talking about them. Yeah. You got to be careful. I know in my book, it does take place in a middle school. And like I said, I've worked in a middle school front office for about six seven years so i I, the characters i have are are like exaggerations of people i knew Mm -hmm. but then and so you think that well maybe if they go below the the layers they're going to know exactly who i was talking to so that's a little scary too but you're right you have to be careful about having family because of those family secrets may come out yeah yeah i do have a couple of short stories at this point that are published under pen names oh okay so that um like you know there's stories about mother, you know, relationships with your mother or whatever, and there are things that I don't want my mother to find on a search well, that, of the internet. You know, that's, that's part of being a writer, too, and I, I really respect your bravery because you have to put yourself out there. And, and what yeah. do, you know, I mean, yes, it stems from the imagination, but there's a lot of basis for that imagination, you know. Yeah. And, you know, you can't discount your life, um, your real life situations that have happened to you. No, um, you they're going to be incorporated in your writing in some way. They're, so yeah. you know, if you do want to do a book about mothers and daughters, you know, a book that a novel that involves mothers and daughters' relationships, it's easier to write it under a pen name because then even if you are, you're going to fictionalize a lot of it, but you don't want to really offend people. No, you don't. No, because, I mean, you want to be kind in life. No, I understand that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree. Have you written under a pen name or are you just you? You know what? No, um, I have not. This, uh, I... I was going back and forth debating whether even using my real name on this, um, I thought of using my maiden name instead since I was my maiden name a little bit more than I was my married name. But mm-hmm. in the end, I decided just to go with my real name. And um, at this point in my life, I, I don't think there's anything really offensive in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I may be no wrong. <laughs> come up to you and slap you in the face, right? Well, you know, it may happen. I don't know. No, I, I don't think there is anything very... Because like I said, it, it's caricatures of people right. I knew. It's not, you know, the actual people I knew. So, Right. Very cool. So, yeah, it is. It, you know what? It's it's a fun process. The it What I've been finding more difficult is writing the sequel because you're in a voice for so long that mm-hmm. if you switched over to another voice, that that's a little hard because... I love Marty's voice. That's the main character's name, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to divorce myself from Marty's voice right now, but it'll come. <laughs> and and that's just it, you know. Like you said, the story will be in your head and it will come out. And um, it's really funny because um, another friend of mine sat down and wrote a short book, and he looked at me and he said, "I've got part two and part three already in my head." Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that's how it works. And right. by opening himself up to being able to write part one, that's all right. of a sudden the voices are there. Right. And, you know, I had it happen to me uh, this summer where an entire book came to me in my head, but I haven't had time to write it yet. But I've been able to do the character sketches so that when I'm writing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you, you write with character sketch. Do you write with outlines too? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I um. I know that's how you're supposed to write. I mean, I know they say that's a very successful way of writing. I just never had my own success with that way. So it always interests me when writers like yourself do character sketches and outlines. Well, I'm not really doing an outline. I'm doing okay. a character sketch. All right. And then what I would like to do is like, well, for that novel, that's just going to be totally off the cuff. But I know who the people are. Right. And, you know, they're like you said, they're going to be a caricature of some real people. Mm-hmm. And so I need to find, you know, an alternate name for them and, you know, build out their character a little bit more. Um, and then on the other hand, and uh, my son wrote fiction and um, he passed away in a car accident. So he had all this fiction that he wrote okay. and it's just sitting there. Okay. So I want to storyboard. I've already published one of his books as an ebook and a print book, and it gets good reviews. And then there's other people that have read it and said there it reads more like a movie script, which is actually what he ended up writing more of are movie scripts. Okay. So what I would like to do is storyboard those books because I have the characters. Mm-hmm. I have the situations, mm-hmm. and I just need to flesh them out. And in the first novel, in the last two chapters, he perfectly set up for the sequel. Oh, really? I could actually see the sequel in my head as I was reading the last couple of chapters. I'm like, he didn't address this. He left that hanging. Right. And he didn't address that, and he wouldn't have left that hanging. And you know what a nice tribute, though, Deborah, to your to your uh, son's legacy. I mean that that's beautiful. Well, and I hope it works. Um, yeah. I I published a book of his essays that he wrote while he was in college, and in community college, and you know it's quite uh, quite funny. And not to promote my own stuff, but the name of the website is wheretothemarshmallows dot com. And he came up with that name and uh-huh. he built the original website because he thought there was nothing weirder than marshmallows because if you read the list of ingredients, food coloring blue is in there. I know. <laughs> and marshmallows are white. And he's yeah. like, what did they put in there that they had to turn it blue to make it be white? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, no, you know what? And, and, you know, it depends how you define success. Is, is it successful because you got his words out there? Exactly. You know? that's, uh, that's my only purpose. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and that's it brought the whole one of the things why I forged ahead with this, why in those six months I was thinking whether I should have orange hat or not, is I had a friend, and this kind of goes with your son's. Um, you know things too is I had a friend who said to me what are you going to just keep it in the computer mm-hmm. you know and she was right and and that's the same thing with your son well but you're getting the word his words out there and how beautiful is that you know well and not to be you know not to, to bring down things to be sad a couple of weeks before he passed away he actually looked at me and said um, if something were to happen to me you know my girlfriend wants me to take care of her writing. If something were to happen to her, if something were to happen to me, yeah, what would happen to my stuff? And I looked him in the eye and I said the same thing with your fiction because he switched from writing fiction to writing uh, screenplays. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I would do my best to make sure that your work got out there. 
And, and that's and that's what's important, you yeah. know. And it took me a few years. Um, he's been gone ten years, and I I uh, got his book published last fall on on the Kindle, and um, we're you know we're going from there. I'm a photographer, so I do photography books. I'm a I'm a sort of a teacher in my main industry, so I've done some nonfiction instructional type books. Uh huh. And this is my fiction. You know, I mean. I was with him during the writing process. Right. So, so you know. Right. right. I, I think that's really beautiful. I think that's great that you're able to do that. Because like I said, otherwise, you know, it would just sit there. And that's not, his memory is still there, you know. So that's right. great. Yeah. The book of essays, I don't care if it sells. I just want people to have it because he right. was very ironic. And I've had really mixed reviews on the book, which right. is which is, was, is really good. Because like... Um, you know, one of the things that we want to do, we want to elicit an emotion from our work. We do. You know, whether it's a positive or a negative emotion, it was an emotion, which means you had a reaction and it it made you think. That's right. So even though your book isn't a make you think book. No, but I mean, you know, laughter is the best type of emotion. Exactly. Happiness or what have you. And so that's, you know, that that's the one I'm trying to grab at. So now, if you had, let's say there's a writer that, that came up to you and that said, you know, Elizabeth, I'm, I'm getting started. What, you know, what should I, what should I do? I'm kind of stuck. What should I, what should I do? Okay. I would say write. I mean, um, the only way you get out of anything in writing is to write. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, if it's crappy. That's okay. It's 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 you know what not to go, what direction not to go, you know. Um, and so, if if a writer came up to me and said that she had something already written and what to do, then I would say, you know, you have to you have to put yourself out there, and it's it's not fun. It's not a fun process at all. Who wants to be rejected, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, but. It, if you don't try, you'll never get anywhere, and, and you may not get rejected. But the chances of rejection in writing is like really you know, high. <laughs> yeah, getting gray hair when you get older. I mean, it's just it's just what it is, you know. But um, so I, I guess my two things would put your be put yourself out there and write. I mean, okay, you are a writer, and so you should write. And- uh, what kind of marketing things are you doing? I know Orange Hat is doing a lot of marketing for you because they reached out to me. Yes. Um, they- so what are the kinds of things that you're doing either with them or on your own? Well, um, I have uh, I have a large circle of friends and family. And before that sounds really conceited, let me – I'm the youngest of seven. Nice. My husband's the youngest of six. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. So between the two of us, we have like 29 nieces and nephews and, you know, like 23 great. I mean, we have a, a huge family base. Mm-hmm. Um, and I live in a small town of Warrenville, Illinois. It's a small suburb outside of Chicago, but it's really more of a town. Mm-hmm. And when I had my book signing, it's like the town cape. I mean, I had the mayor come. I had the council <laughs> people come. I mean, it's just so – because of this small group of people that I've been blessed to have um, in my inner circle, they've kind of done a lot of my promotions, which is is, is extremely a blessing, and it's just been wonderful. 
Um, and so I've been contacting the people that they've kind of said, hey, you know, Rebecca here wants to talk to you about doing her book club. And, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, okay, I'm game to do that. Um, I do have, um, I'm talking to someone tomorrow that's a friend of a friend that wants to do a book signing for me at a church, okay. you know. So that's something that I'm, I've been reaching out. Um, I've been talking to local bookstores and saying, hey, you know, I got these reviews on Amazon, and what do you say? And it would be great for this neighborhood because I know this, this, and this people, and I know you know them. And they would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've also have contacted different blogs. I had a blog review my book, and successfully re- it's been reviewed. So that's good. Um, I know that people pay f- for book reviews. I just don't have the finances right now to do that. No. So I'm trying to go the cheap route. <laughs> Well, and, and it's the more—it's the more authentic route, also. I mean, I, well, I, I don't know about authenticity because um, it works for them, you know. Right. And um, some of these reviews do not guarantee a good review, so that—that's a big. You know, I kind of admire their gumption because they may be paying for it, and then they'll get a negative review, and that's that's harsh, you know. Right. Um, so I've been trying, I've been contacting a few chiclet blogs and, um, different other venues and, uh, book review and, uh, there's a book reporter. It's, uh, reviewing my book and I'm hoping, and all about romance is another like book review. Um, I don't have a guarantee that they will read it. I send them, I contact them and pray to the book gods that, you know, (laughs) They glance at my book and say, okay, let's see it, you know. Um, but again, that it, it from the moment you write a book to the moment you never stop losing that fear of rejection. I mean, you don't, right. you know, and you just have to realize it's part of the process. And, you know, for every – and I, I think most writers will agree for every – Oh wow, this is great! You're you're worried about that one person that's going to say, "Well, this really sucks," you know. <laughs> and so, you're worried that they've got a big following, and there you go, your book is trash. That's right. I mean, I wonder if Nora Roberts sits there and thinks, you know, of all the million readers, that yeah. one reader that says, "Oh wow, you really suck," if that bothers her, you know, I, it has to a certain level, you know, because writing such a personal thing, you know. Yep. So that's the type of promotion I I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing. I'm using. I'm using my friends and family. That didn't sound good. No, but no, but that I, is exactly you know you had. Uh, I'm talking to a lot of people that are saying build your platform, and you have a built-in platform because you're from a small town. You I, have everybody's support. You're a, a very upbeat person, and you know utilize that. You know you're not using them in a bad way. You're utilizing them in a good way. Well, and that's what I'm hoping. And. and and that's the other thing that I would say, play to your strengths. I mean, my strength is is I enjoy people. You mm-hmm. know, I, I enjoy going out and I should have been a politician. Uh, <laughs> shaking hands and kissing babies or whatever. No, I just enjoy meeting people. And, and um, But not a lot of writers are not like that. I, I know yes. a, a writer who's very, very shy. Mm-hmm. But her strength is she writes a damn good query letter, you know, right. because she, her all her emotions and all her words come out in the written word mm-hmm. so uh, 
she could she could sell uh, you know anything in in a Corey letter, which is not a strength I have, you know. So it it, it you play to what you you have to know what your strengths are and then play to them, you know. So mm-hmm. that would be my other one. Awesome. Um, and one last question: sure. Do you use like the social social media platforms that are just for books, like Goodreads or Shopari or um, anything like that, that is specifically for authors and readers? Um, I've had two reviews on Goodreads. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is from the, a blog that reviewed my book very positively. Another one was from a reader that I kind of knew, um, and they both had written reviews on uh, Goodreads which was fantastic Um, I have used Facebook I have my own Facebook page I use Twitter although I'm not real quite certain how to do Twitter so I'm not (laughs) you know know, I have my son who's 16 who knows all of this so hopefully he'll be able to help me Um, and then I do have my own blog which is write W-R-I-T-E I I belong right where I belong and um, I saw that and I was like that is Excellent. Well, you know, it came from it came from being in this journey. I'll admit, I'm 50 years old, and for a long time, I mean, you can't change your age. So, what are you going to do about it? Um, And for a long time, I was very hesitant to do this. But then, you know, I was getting to that age where I thought, no, this is what I want to do. And then my blog came first because I feel the most comfortable writing, and that's where right where I belong. I belong right here writing. And then I thought, you know what, life's too short. I I, I'm just going to go and put myself out there and it's scary and it was hard and all that but uh, what's the alternative it's just as scary not to put yourself out there because then you got to live with regrets and you don't want to live with it on your computer that's right (laughs) that's absolutely right so yeah so and then i and i i I have my own blog although i haven't been um updating as much as i should but i will be so well and it's still there so it's still part of your platform that's right that's right that's really good to know. All right. So you gave us one place to find you. Um, where else? Uh, is that the main site that you would send people to? Uh, yes, and also my Facebook page. Uh, it's Elizabeth Dudak. Uh, I think it's uh, you go on Facebook and you search me under Elizabeth Dudak, and I have some things there. Um, Orange Hat. They uh, will have my whole bio there and, and a cop and a, if you want to see a, a cool cover of a book, okay, kind of whimsical, you can go on to Orange Hat and look at the uh, cover there. It's a bright yellow, which all kind of Janet Ivanovich-ish. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then um, my book is on Barnes & Nobles and Amazon. And uh, I, I'm just starting all these social medias and trying to figure it all out, so... Well, we'll go on that journey with you. We'll check up on you in a couple of months and see how you're doing. Oh, well, they, I, hopefully uh, we can talk again. I, I've really enjoyed this. You're a very pleasant person to talk to, Deborah. And I, well, thank you. That's my I, strength. <laughs> there you go. And you play to it very well. Um, I have blogs that are full of podcasts because I don't like to sit down. And um, one of the things that I've noticed is there are a lot of book book bloggers or bloggers that have like a form where they like had you go through and you know fill out the answers to a bunch of questions and i would rather show your voice you know instead of you know you just i mean and those are wonderful for exposure for you and and whatnot but instead of having canned answers i would much rather be able to have a dialogue with someone and have people hear your voice like you said your tone gets lost if you're in an online course it, it does. Your tone also gets lost if you're writing on a blog. 
you're you're absolutely right. And, and sarcasm is kind of hard. You know, there's only so many LOLs and just kiddings that you can throw in without it losing its yeah. you know, meaning or what have you. And you know, one of the things about that I really appreciate about um, your uh, podcast is you sit down and you talk, and then. It's done, you know. It's not There's up in the air. Else. No, I mean it's not like up in the air or, or whatever. You know what you said, and you yeah. own it, you know. So yeah. there. So I I really appreciate, it and I like this venue. So thank you. Awesome. Um, all right. So all of you people who are listening to us on Podcatchers, make sure that you rewind a little bit and find Elizabeth's websites there. Um, and also go to bloggingabcs.com and search for Elizabeth. I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm just going to say search search for Elizabeth, and (laughs) you'll find her, uh, Elizabeth Dudak, and you will find the podcast, and you can make comments, and uh, leave us comments, let us know if you got her book and what you thought about it, and also, um, there is a Be Our Guest form that you can fill out, and for the authors listening, we have a Tell Us About Your Book tab, so go fill out a form that will tell us about your book and then you can either request to be a podcast guest or you can just, you know, leave your book info out there for people to find you. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it, <laughs> um, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. So good. Um, good, good, good. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash book goodies. And we want to thank uh, GeekCast, G-E-E-K-C-A-S-T dot F-M. Where you can also find all of our podcasts and a lot of other podcasts about internet marketing and marketing in general. And you can find me personally at DeborahCarney.com or at Twitter.com slash Loxley, L-O-X-L-Y. And we want to thank all of you for listening and we want you to get writing and have a great day. Right on. Ha <laughs> ha.